Yeah, I dropped out. I, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. I did only six months of university. Six months. Six oh months. my god. Six months because I, I, I went to business school, you know, and I realized that the curricula was full of bullshit. Full, 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 full. Because I was doing business since I was, I was super interesting in this in this field. I was not involved in politics because politics it's a thing that bores me really. I, I, I do not like politics, Okay. Uh, but I like campaigning, you know, I like a lot campaigning. Basically, what, from my perspective, what, entrepreneur, what entrepreneurship means is the craft of taking risks in order, order to build something from nothing. This is a, from mm -hmm. my perspective, you know, how I see it. Mm -hmm. The ultimate fail in business is when a business goes bankrupt, you know, mm. but no business cannot, can go bankrupt if the entrepreneur still has energy to move it forward. With entrepreneurship, the, it, it changes the way you operate in reality, really. I mean, it's very hard to go back, you know, once you've done this, once you, you, you go through this process, you will never go back. This is the major, the, the biggest shift in, in technology. You know, people realize that they can uh, uh, do things better by correctly correctly using technology. Hello, Recursive community. We're here in Bucharest with our next guest. What is special about him that he discovered entrepreneurship already when he was a teenager. Since then, he has been running multiple successful businesses. While he was still in university, he founded Trencadis, a company developing IT solutions for governmental institutions and businesses. Trencadis was recognized as one of the fastest growing companies in Central Europe by Deloitte. And uh, during the pandemic, Radu appointed a seasoned manager to step in the CEO position while he was jumpstarting his next venture. His company, Sessions, was founded on the verge of the transition toward remote and hybrid work. Sessions' mission is to solve problem of unproductive meetings, we all know them, and help teams communicate more effectively. Radu Negulescu, welcome to the Recursive Podcast. Thanks a lot for having me. It's a... It's actually a real pleasure to have someone who has been, you know, in entrepreneurship for so long. We were talking, you know, yesterday and I was asking, but that's, you know, that's not your first venture, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then I was doing the research for the interview and I was very impressed that you actually had a first kind of project venture at the age Basically of 13. Basically thir yeah, yeah, yeah. at 35, I have over 20 years of experience in, in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling kind of old. I wouldn't, yeah. Yeah. I'm also 35. Um, yeah, let's not talk about <laughs> being old. <laughs> it's a difficult topic, but uh, tell me about the first venture. What was it? Uh, uh, before everything, I think that uh, I... I was always having a entrepreneurial mindset. Even as a very small kid, I always invented games. I always invented things, you know. Mm. Uh, and at uh, 13, uh, I started my first uh, lucrative business from a, from a fina financial perspective because uh, my parents had a very strong, very, they, give, they didn't give me money, you know. No. <laughs> they, they, they didn't give me uh, any kind of money and I, I needed to, I don't know, to socialize with uh, kids, etc. Mm. you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically reality forced me to start uh, finding a solution. Uh, and at 13, I organized a 
internet cafe in my school where, where I was learning, you know. Nice. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was a pretty successful, uh, pretty successful start. Uh, the internet cafe worked uh, over the summer mm -hmm. and I did a lot of money for a young kid, you know, at that age. And, and, and from there everything started. It was usually also the place where the computer gamers would gather and Yeah, of course, play, of know. course, of course. We played all summer and make money, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And at the age of 16, you founded the next company. Uh, and yeah, after this uh, experience with the internet cafe, I did a lot of things. Uh, Although kind of taboo, you know, at this moment, uh, I uh, basically made a business of multiplying CDs, you know, that, that, that was something that I, I think everybody knows about it. Uh, after the Internet Cafe, after that I did a lot of, uh, I started uh, doing graphical design, I started doing websites, uh, I sold hamsters at some point, you know. Hamsters? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But it was not, uh, the market was too small. <laughs> it uh, wasn't ready for yeah, that. It wasn't ready for that. Uh, and uh, I kind of, uh, I was super interested in the, in the internet. It was at, still at the beginning, in the beginning mm. of the 2000. Uh, I started, I was pretty good at uh, building websites. Uh, and uh, I started having clients, you know, there, were, there weren't a lot of uh, people in my hometown back then doing websites, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've started having customers and mm -hmm. they told me, Radu, look, you, you are very nice, you, we like to work with you, but you need, we need to invoice, you, you need to invoice us, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, basically I, I started my first company, it was illegal for me to, to start it. So I used basically two of my friends that were over 18. To I register it. Yeah, to register it. Uh, I had some employees. You had employees Yeah, as of well. course. Wow. Of course, of course, of course. What? From day one. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, it was super interesting. What about school? I was a, I, I could say that I was not a very good student mm. uh, at all, actually. Uh, but, uh, you know, being an, I think these days entrepreneurship it's much more uh, spreaded, you know, I, I mean it's it's something that uh, it's much more accessible at, at that point Me I, I was and I think with another guy we were two people in the whole I don't know Hometown that were teenagers doing business, you know, mm -hmm. and we are kind of famous for uh, for this <laughs> So I leveraged a lot this uh, uh, in my school uh, the deputy principal of uh, of my high school was my customer, you know. Uh, so uh, yeah, so yeah, I wasn't uh, an excellent student. I didn't like. I liked school, you know, but I wasn't a good learner to say. Okay. I was much more passionate about entrepreneurship. How did you call yourself back then? Because I guess you know, startup came later on. Entrepreneur? Did you saw yourself professionally as an entrepreneur or? What? Um, not really, not really. Uh, even today, you know, I'm 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 passionate about building stuff. I'm mm -hmm. not. Uh, I, I although I was reading a lot about uh, very successful stories. I I, I was uh, admiring Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, a lot of people. You know, that, that that was the topics in which I was interested. Tech companies, not only tech companies. I was interested basically in the history of entrepreneurship since entrepreneurship was invented, you know, these, these were my passions in high school. I, considering that I was doing websites and for me it was pretty easy to do it, 
uh, I didn't consider myself an entrepreneur, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I was aspiring to. You were aspiring. Yeah. You were a builder. Yeah, I was point. a builder. I was you were a builder. A builder. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that entrepreneurship is uh, a skill set that you're rather born with? or No. Okay. Uh, you know, from my perspective, entrepreneurship, it's not science nor art, you know. Mm. I see it much, uh, I see it as a craft, you know, as a craft of the mind, uh, as a craft in which, basically what, from my perspective, what, entrepreneur, what entrepreneurship means is the craft of taking risks in order, order to build something from nothing. This is a, from mm -hmm. my perspective, you know, how I see it. Mm -hmm. uh, you, cannot, you cannot learn this from books. Uh, you cannot, you can, definitely you cannot be talented on this, you know, because it's something very abstract. And our brain is not wired to be to work with risks. You know, it's something that you need to learn by having your skin deeply involved in the game. This is the only way you can learn entrepreneurship. Uh, but I, I think anybody can uh, do this. You know, mm -hmm. any anybody can do this. I, I, I'm almost confident. I remember when I was 27, I decided that I'm going to found a company, and I was super scared. You know leaving my job and you know going into something which was very insecure it's not typical in my family at all my parents are very good employees but you know That's founding a, a company so at some point i decided i'm going to talk to someone who already did it and i was sharing about this you know anxiety and he said wait wait a second so let's let's bring it to the to the bottom what is your biggest fear what is the worst thing that can happen to you if you fail and I said, well, I'm not going to be able to pay my rent and I will be somewhere on the street and then you would come to my couch. I mean, it's not that bad. Like, actually, when you think about it, exactly. I can take that risk. So <clears throat> I have a, another question because I'm a female entrepreneur and uh, often women are not seen as, you know, entrepreneurs who would, rather, who would be ready to embrace risk. Actually, probably also scientifically or, you know, still sociologically we can prove that women are not prone to risk what would be the best advice from you to a woman you know to develop this kind of uh, i don't know ability? if i'm super qualified to answer the que this question uh, but i think this is universal as you you were saying by doing it by realizing that you know the reality is that this kind of risks are totally virtual mm -hmm. uh, basically Nothing can, I, I mean, you cannot die by doing business, you know, it's, it's improbable. Uh, so, uh, I don't know if I have a specific advice for women, but for sure I have a specific advice for everybody, you know, just mm. do it, just do it. Uh, because nothing super bad can happen. I, I mean, you know, worst case scenario, you learn lessons. Mm -hmm. Sometimes are painful, very painful, but and you can always go back oh, to the yeah. paid job. You, you know, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, was, I was waitress uh, in the beginning in, in Bulgaria. And then later on, when I moved to Vienna for years, you know, six or seven years, I was actually a waitress. It was never my career, but it was, you know, my means to, yeah. to earn money. And then I thought, okay, even if I fell, I can always be a waitress. I can always earn money. Yeah, and <laughs> the idea is that entrepreneurship the it it changes the way you operate in reality really i mean it's very hard 
to go back you know once you've done this one once you you, you go through this process you will never go back you will start something else you know mm. Be- because it changes how you see risks how you see uncertainty uh, it will you will learn a lot by doing it so okay. so so i don't think that uh, of course we have endless options to go back to something safe but i don't think that people that want really want to experience it this because uh, again entrepreneurship is not only a craft it's a lifestyle it's yes. it's it, you cannot go back i, I think it's irreversible once hmm. you once you take it on this path there is no no going back no i like it i like it it's irreversible <clears throat> although you weren't that good student you still continued university so obviously I, mean, I, i dropped out Yeah, you dropped yeah, out. Yeah, I dropped out. I, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. I did only six months of university. Six months. Six oh months. my god. <laughs> six months because I, I, I went to business school, you know, and I realized that the curricula was full of bullshit, full, 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 full. Because I was doing businesses, I was, I was super interesting in this, in this field. Okay. I interested in this field, uh, and uh, I realized super, super fast that it is a waste of time. You know. Uh, um, okay. How are you educating yourself in the business craft? Because there are also in uh, by practicalities, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, by uh, by experience, mm-hmm. by facing things. Uh, I was always, you know, I I was a good delegator since day one. Mm-hmm. I always knew that I have to hire people that are better than me on specific fields. I've done this since I was 16, you know. Uh I think this is the secret. As an entrepreneur you cannot be you cannot be specialized, you cannot be specific. You need to be a generalist, you know. Mm-hmm. You have to know general you have to be literate in a lot of domains, you know, yes. but you don't have to be an expert, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to hire experts. And this is something that I knew I understood from super early, you know, very early I understood this. Uh, and I always, uh, you know, and the idea is that once you are doing this and you are facing specific problems, it's super easy to learn at that moment how to solve that specific startup. You know, if you have a finance problem, you know, you, you understand that it's a fire and you start talking with finance people or doing research online, etc. Uh, I, I don't think it's very, uh, and this is, I'm super uh, open about this. I don't think that business school learns you how to be an entrepreneur. It learns you how to be an executive, maybe, but not an entrepreneur. You know, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, from my perspective, is learnable only by interacting with the market, with the reality. You know, that, that's uh, I'm, and I don't know. I, I'm pretty. I, I I totally believe this. You know? Well, I think you have also enough experience to say yeah. that. I think it was Stephen Covey who was developing the thesis that uh, you know the A students at school they become really really good entrepreneur. I'm sorry, really good Executives. employees, and those who are bad at school are actually those who become uh, later yeah. entrepreneurs because they they used to taking risk already from the very beginning. You know, not to. And it's another thing. It's so. the way how I never you know I don't know if this is a general thing, but but my brain has an incapacity of learning things without context you know i cannot you know i want to study i don't know quantum trading or whatever mm-hmm. you know i cannot study if i'm not practicing it 
you know, I did, I don't understand it. I need to experience, you know, mm -hmm. try to see the mechanism and after that study it and after that I'm learning how to do it, you know, does it make sense? Yeah. It totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah hands-on learning is yeah, hands -on learning, much yeah. more effective. I totally believe that. If it's the same, by the way, with journalism. You yeah. cannot become a good journalist just by, you know, reading theoretical studies about communication. Yeah. You have to write. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Um, and it was at that moment that you found a Trincadis? Uh, this when is you, when I, when uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, I had that company when I was uh, 16. When I, when I, uh, when I, uh, when I was at the point to take ownership of that company, my friends disappeared, you know, disappeared <laughs> with the money, with the company, with everything, really. Uh, and uh, I was forced to start another thing, you know, that, that was my biggest, my, my, my first failures, big failure you know, in humans. I realized that it's a tricky thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, I, I had to start again, start it again. Uh, and that's when I started uh, Trencadis. After I've lost my first company, I started Trencadis. Mm -hmm. Back then it was called Loading Media. Mm -hmm. We were still doing websites. So basically I continued what I started uh, when I was a teenager, still oh, being a teenager. Yeah, still being a teenager. Yeah, yeah. And you still managed to develop it into one of the fastest growing companies, recognized by Deloitte and also Financial Times. You couldn't have done it without a good team. The experience from before where, you know, some people betrayed you, wasn't It was affected? super relevant. No, 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 nothing. How did it affect it, your, uh, your, your further partnerships? Uh, I learned the power of contracts, you know, oh. that they're very young, very young, you know, <laughs> understood the, the importance of the legal side. Um, so it's good to have friendships, but it's better to have contracts, I it's, guess. It's always, always, always. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. No, I, I think that, and this is one of the failures I had, I don't know, I think I have a failure every week, a big fail, failure every, every three, three months, so uh, I'm, I'm used to this, and I, I was, I, I don't have, I mean for me, I was super motivated to start again, you know, mm -hmm. okay, I lost it, I tried to, to, to take the company, it didn't work, you know, yeah. I started a new one. I have a... Another philosophical question about entrepreneurship. Um, so sometimes we are very optimistic about the future and we might ignore risks. And there are other people which are a bit more like me who always you know, think of the things that can go wrong and then I start preparing for them. Um, what is the, which mindset is better in entrepreneurship? Because you I think started a mix actually between, very uh, green, actually. I, 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 think, I think a mix between uh, both. Both, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think there is a saying, I don't uh, remember it. Uh, dream for the best, prepare for the worst or something yeah, like this. Hope, hope, yeah, hope for the best. Hope for the best, prepare for yeah. the worst, okay. Uh, this is it. I think this is the way to do it. Uh, but you have to be optimistic. You know, this is, that's the fuel. It when you started Trinkadis, you only had, I guess, the opportunity to grow it organically. There was yeah, no yeah. venture capital, no, no, there no, were no, no. no investors. No. Uh, okay. Is there something that you would have done differently? Oh, a lot of things. A lot of things, but again, uh, it's very good that I've done them 
how I've done them. You know, I, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm I'm super okay with all the decision I've made. Uh, every mistake basically was a lesson for me. It was my school. This is how I learned. Mm -hmm. You know, by doing a lot of mistakes. Uh, yeah, a lot of things. And and I started the I started Trencadis in 2007. You know, yeah. that's when the uh, economic crisis started. Everybody was running, you know, everybody was mad, everybody was, was, uh, and uh, it was hard. And why did you think that it's, this thing is going to work? I mean, in the, at the beginning of a crisis. Because, look, I believe that if, uh, you know, the ultimate fail in business, it's when a business goes bankrupt, you know, mm. but no business cannot can go bankrupt if the entrepreneur still has energy to move it forward you know it's mm. it's it's a and this is also a thing that i'm 100% confident in if if the companies are dying when entrepreneurs are not having energy or drive to push them forward you know and i am totally confident about this okay. uh, you can always find solutions you know Okay. Uh, and basically we did at that moment we did a lot of sales it was super hard super hard mm -hmm. you know super super hard but it worked out is there the option also that you get too attached to your business that you don't let it fall at the right moment oh uh, yeah 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 it's a problem sometimes yeah. you know how did you know that you're still on the healthy side and you're pushing I never it? knew this you never no, knew no, this? no 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 okay no <laughs> I Today, you know, I'm thinking that in some points maybe it was, it uh, was safer to, not to quit because as again I don't know. I, I mean, even if by chance everything that I, I'm doing today disappears, you know, tomorrow I'll be an entrepreneur. I mean, I don't know what to do else, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Well, you can be a venture capitalist, probably. No, no, no. no if I find it boring. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I find it boring at this moment. You know, maybe after seventy years. You know, I don't know when I be very old. Uh, <laughs> I, I could do this, but <laughs> nice. <clears throat> so you developed it. How 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 many people was uh, Trincadis at the point when you stepped down as a CEO? One hundred and one hundred people. Uh, yeah. In how many locations? In uh, we had offices, three three offices in Romania, one office in Africa. So we we were pretty big. Wow! Uh, and customers from how many countries? Probably? Uh, mainly Romania, but we also have uh, customers in Africa. We also have customers in Eastern Europe. Uh, mainly, you know, but mainly in Romania. Mm -hmm. Mainly in Romania. I think e-government always hard. I mean, it's super hard, but. Uh, uh, because the sales cycle is... It's super complicated. <laughs> this, this is one of the reasons why I've got... Uh, I, I realized that I'm much... I, I, I like speed. You mm -hmm. know, I like speed. I like scale. Oh, you chose I, the best vertical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right now. Right now, you know. Yeah, right now, yes. With the government, no. Although I, I, I've gotten loved with the problem. This was, this was one of my mistakes, you know. Because I find... Uh, E-government, it's an amazing field, you know. I, I have a super strong belief that uh, through digitalization, the relationship between citizens and states have to be frictionless, you know. Yes. And I think that this is the future. 100 years from now, 
citizens from all over the world will, will not interact with the state physically. You know, mm -hmm. everything will be happen will, will happen automatically. And I wanted to be part of this vision, you know, to be part of this transformation. Uh, I had a super huge vision about Trencadis. I I've dreamt about building a very strong company in Romania, scaling it to the region because the entire region is very bad from a, 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 a government perspective. Uh, but things were moving too slow. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, at some point I realized that I want to do something, something much more, not because also, as I was saying, e-government is super relevant. And I think at some point, maybe, I don't know, 20 years from now, mm -hmm. I will do again some things in that area. Uh, but uh, I needed something much more dynamic. I guess in e-government, you also have to pretty much understand the political system. The political system, the structure of the the structure of the political system, the structure mm. of the the gover the government, the the administrative system. This mm. this is something very complex, you know, yeah. very very complex. Uh, but I have to say, I was still very surprised when I was doing my research that uh, you have worked in the campaign of uh, Klaus Johannes, yeah. the current president. Um, hmm. Usually, entrepreneurs in our region, they try to stay away from politics, or at least it was like that I, till now. I, I, I was not involved in politics because politics, it's a thing that bores me, really. I, I, I do not like politics. Okay. Uh, but I like campaigning, you know, I like a lot campaigning. I like, you know, I'm... What do you I'm, like about it? I, it's super exciting, you know, you have the capability or the possibility to, to, uh, I like the, I like, I, I was, uh, at that moment, it was a very special context in, in uh, uh, Romania. And uh, I was seeing in Mr. Johannes uh, a new start for, for Romania, you know? Mm. And, and I, 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 was, I was considering that the stakes were very high, you know? Yes. Uh, I considered that my skills could be very helpful in helping him to achieve that uh, position. I pitched him, okay. you know, I was yeah. basically, I was the youngest. Uh, he organized a contest, you know, a, a pitch mm -hmm. contest, talking mm -hmm. with different providers. I was the most inexperienced, you know, in the, but I have a very strong uh, uh, vision. I, I had a very well articulated tactic you know mm. it was the beginning of social media yes uh, all the political consultants are were and many of them are they still don't understand the, the, the landscape and you were inspired uh, by, by obama's campaign by, yeah by obama <laughs> and i knew if we play this we'll win it uh, although at the beginning of the campaign he had zero chances you know he was yeah really really, really. it was a huge success a huge success and why did you believe in him because uh, uh, I'm from Sibiu, I was born in Sibiu, yes. he was mayor of Sibiu. I know what he did for that city, he transfor literally transformed the city, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I totally believe in him, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I told him uh, that, I still remember, you know, when uh, uh, he told me that, look, Radu, I want, to, I want to understand why do you want to work with me? And I told him, Mr. Johannes, I think that you have the potential of being the first, I don't know how, how it's say in, in, in English, uh, man of state, you know, it's somebody that puts 
the interest of the state before for his person. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was really believing that he could be this guy, you know, and for Romania, this was very important. So, yeah, for me, it was uh, uh, a lot of reasons. It's one of my, basically, I could say it's one of my favorite projects in Do you believe my that we entrepreneurs bear certain responsibility for improving our societies? Mm, of course. Also in this yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Okay. I, mean, I mean, you know, also entrepreneurship, it's not, it's not about money. You know, this is a trading, it's about money. Business, it's about money. Uh, entrepreneurship, it's not about money. Uh, entrepreneurship, it's about building things. Mm -hmm. This is entrepreneurship. Uh, so you could be a social entrepreneur. You can be even political entrepreneur. There are there are politicians that have a entrepreneurial mindset that they do super big impact on on uh, uh, on their ecosystems. Uh, but yeah, entrepreneurs have and by default, I think that true entrepreneurs are creating positive change in society. Uh, this is also a very strong belief. People that are starting, you know, this is a very important nuance. Uh, we have a lot, we are making, you know, sometimes we confuse traders with entrepreneurs, you know, or businessmen with entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. uh, no, entrepreneurs are not driven by money. They have a fundamental passion or fundamental uh, vision, you know, uh, and they're trying to build it, you know, that's their, and as a side effect, they, they are doing money, sometimes a lot of money, mm -hmm. but their driver is not money, never, never. Do you imagine yourself at a later stage donating your money like? 100%. I don't want to die with money, you know, it's, it's stupid. It's, why? No, I will, I for sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Wow, okay. So money is more like a side effect of entrepreneurship. Money, it's, money is, like a, for, for, from my perspective, it's a instrument, you know? Yes. Yes, it's, a, it's an instrument. It's you, you, yeah, and that's it, you know? In order to achieve something. Yeah, to, to, to build things for me, to build things, to, to, to win time, for example. For me, money, one of the biggest uh, impact that money has in one's life, it's freeing time for him, you know, mm -hmm. winning time. But it's an instrument to build things, to do things, yeah. A lot of people are in pursuit of money and when they have them or they believe that when they have them, they will be the definition of success in uh -huh. a way. But what is your definition of success? How, uh -huh. how, when would you know in your life that you have made it? I, I don't see things in this paradigm, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, uh, I, I don't know exactly what success means. For me, it's something very abstract, you know, what's success. Mm -hmm. And I think that a very simple definition of, uh, from my perspective, trying to define success, it's having a life of, uh, a life that you, I don't know, if you like your life, if you like what you're doing, if you, you are, having ha fun. yeah, it, it's a successful life. So you know, because this is super complicated. Yes. Uh, yeah, because it's super complicated uh, these days to have a fulfilling life. Super complicated. Uh, and I think if you have a fulfilling life, you are a successful person, no matter what you do. Do you it, have a fulfilling life? Yeah, super. Yeah, <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> Good. You know what strikes me? 
So you started Trancaris and you were speaking about this big vision for the company and then you pitched to the current president for your idea of his campaign and you mentioned also I had a big vision for that. Now with Sessions, it's pretty similar. It's where, a huge vision Where sessions. do you... This is something that we hear a lot, especially in Southeast Europe, that we have the skill set to be very good entrepreneurs, especially in tech, we have very good techies, but sometimes, especially when I speak about it with investors, they say, but often founders, they like the ambition, they like the ambition to build a global company. We have been seeing now the first examples that this is possible, also from Southeast Europe. Oh my God, for a big surprise, we now have unicorns. Why is it so innate to you to develop these big visions? Where is that coming from? Was it because you were reading all the books and the biographies of those, you know, yeah. tech leaders? Yeah, because one, first of all, because I think it's possible, you know, I think it's possible. I, 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 I think that by doing, you know, when I was 14, you know, I dreamt about this, mm -hmm. you know, but it was very far away, very far away, you know. Yes. Uh, after a lot of years of experience, I realized that uh, it's possible, you know, it's possible to big, to build big things, you know, it's possible to build impactful things, you know, yes. and that's why from having an idea of how society works, you know, I'm mm -hmm. confident that I can build big things, you know, and if I have this confidence, why to build small things, you know. I think in the first place, it's difficult to develop. At least I'm trying, look. I, I, you know, it's, it's first to have the vision, then you can work on the confidence. But, you know, coming up with the idea that you can build something global, that's, uh, that's actually impressive. But, but look, it's not that complicated. It's not that complicated. I guess you have to be inspired. You have to, you know, have experiences or have been in a sort of environment that takes away the glass ceiling of your thinking. Yeah. Um, and with that vision, you managed to convince actually one of the best investors, which are here in the region. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the other company that they invested in is UiPath. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then it was you. Yeah. Very early on. You started the company just uh, in 2020. In 2020. In, 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 it was incorporated in, uh, in the summer of 2020. When did you come up with the idea? Because what you're doing in, is pretty much related to the pandemics, right? In, uh, uh, look, I, uh, it, yeah, it's super related with, uh, it was triggered by the pandemic, you okay. know? When the pandemic started, I realized that a major shift, a major paradigm change will happen, you know, but this was very early on. Mm -hmm. when, when, when I saw that people started to work from home and, you know, things were still moving, you know, mm -hmm. now it was possible. You know, uh, until the pandemic, basically, uh, we are not, although and this is, I will make, uh, I will try to explain it as simple as possible. Um, Although we were having a lot of technology before the pandemic, you know, we are not using it efficiently, you know. Mm -hmm. This is the major, the, the biggest shift in, in technology, you know. People realize that they can uh, uh, do things better by 
correctly correctly using technology you know and, and this is still moving on this is still evolving okay. uh, organizations are trying to optimize the way they they operate through technology uh, and uh, at the beginning of of the pandemic the, the story is super simple uh, when the lockdown was enforced in i March. had yeah i i had to i had to organize a super complex meeting board meeting in which we were deciding a lot of things for my ex company uh and uh i wanted to organize it by myself mm-hmm. and i realized it's too com what 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 the fuck it's so hard you know so many tools you know zoom okay it's nice but I have to prepare files, so I have to keep an agenda, I have to brief everybody. You know, hours of and hours of work to prepare something that could be done more easily, you know? Yes. To, you know? And, and I tried to find a solution that uh, to, to, I was searching for a solution that could help me organize better and more efficient meetings, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, realized that there is nothing out there. Everything was plain and simple, you know, that we are we are doing video conference I, i mean everything was 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 super simple and and i realized this is a huge space this is a huge that space it's not integrated yeah. yeah well so you basically wanted to find a solution for yourself or build a solution exactly, for yourself exactly 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 <laughs> this is with the e government also you know yeah. i hate going to the state i hate to going yeah yeah <laughs> i i hate it you know this yeah. this is unnatural to have to stay in lines to pay your taxes but anyway, this is also something that really pisses me off yeah and the meetings as well um yeah. no everybody hates meetings you know and what i realize although this, this is the first level of you know my long-term vision is bigger than this uh i want to the our end objective with sessions is to build the world's first cloud operating system for distributed teams. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a big problem in how our operating systems are working at this moment at least at the organizational level, you know. Mm-hmm. We lo- we are wasting too much time exchanging files between each other, you know, it, it, everything is siloed, everything is super fragmented, you know. Sure. Actually we are wasting tens of hours per week only moving files and messages and things be- between us you know something is wrong with this and i'm trying to what we are trying what's our end game with sessions is to build a common context for a company in which to operate you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, this is very far away still we still have a lot of uh, uh, things to build in that direction the meetings is the first side of the problem you know and actually uh, it's in it's crazy how much money it's wasted year by year on inefficient meetings you know sure 100 I, i don't know if hundreds but tens of billions of dollars every year on bad meetings bad but, organized meetings bad structured meetings but isn't that also valid for offline meetings I'm yeah of course <laughs> of course of course of course of course it's i think valid. we need to start thinking about time and meetings yeah, in a different yeah, yeah. way uh, this is why we, we are proposing a new concept you know mm. uh meeting you know the etymology of the word meeting comes from meet upon you know only to meet but without any scope you know yeah. and i realized that it's a this is a conceptual problem and this is why we are proposing in Let's don't do meetings anymore. Let's do sessions, you know, I because see. sessions are focused, you know. Sessions have structure, sessions have a time span, you know. By default, the concept itself comes with uh, comes with some uh, uh some uh, some structure, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's do like, let's 
ditch meetings, let's do sessions, you know. I love that. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> good. Okay, so you also have a sense for marketing, definitely. I, I don't know. Say. <laughs> so this is definitely something that is much faster in development than, than e-government. Yeah, I yeah, mean, totally. And now you have the, the totally. full space for it. And the future of work has become a very relevant and a buzzword and everybody is speaking about it. So yet again, you have a big vision for the future of work, actually. I'm thinking we still in the pandemics realize that the social interaction, the emotional component and the you know body language component of um, working together in the office, having meetings or sessions in the office uh, is not really something that uh, you can easily replace. Yeah, that, that's true. So, I'm not a, a big believer in the full remote uh, way of doing things. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer in the hybrid way in of the doing things. Way. Yeah. So the future of work will be hybrid. Will be hybrid. But what will be the role of the office then? If we're going uh, to... The office, the office will be a, uh, a hub, you know? Mm. Will be a place in which we are a, a much more flexible place. Mm. We, will, we will not have workstations as we had before the pandemics, everybody with his office, you know? It will yeah. be much more a space in which we... We meet, we socialize, we interact, but more flexibly, more dynamically. Uh, so it, it will be a place that will favor, uh, uh, yeah, flexibility. Mm -hmm. I also imagine that it will be also the place that, in a way, communicates the values of the company. That it's yeah, exactly. like you know, like home, but exactly you know, like yes. a a mix between home and a cafeteria, a coffee shop and, mm. you know, okay. something, yeah, something and like much this. Much more interactive. Much more interactive. There is another buzzword that I'm going to throw. Yeah, metaverse. Please. Bullshit. Total. <laughs> but, you know, the space or, you know, the platform that you imagine is in a way, you know, facilitating this full, seamless, frictionless, yeah. digital, virtual experience in a way. Yeah. So, isn't that already no no tell me uh this is this is one of, i i'm a strong opponent of the concept of meta metaverse i think it's a it's one of the most stupidest things that is happening in technology these days mm -hmm. uh, and it all started because zuckerberg tried to rethink its strategy, you know, nobody was doing the metaverse before Facebook rebranded to meta, nobody was doing metaverse. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in my opinion, and, and this is the problem, uh, uh, in my opinion, technology has to be a support tool, a support instrument in, in helping us doing our job better. It's not something that we need to immerse in. You know, okay. it's not, it's, this is why I think it's stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we don't need to teleport ourselves in another realm, you know, to do our jobs, you know, okay. technology in general, it's a instrument, you know, it's mm -hmm. something that enhance our capabilities, but okay. we don't need to be immersed in technology. This okay. is something that it's unnatural. You know, mm -hmm. it's unnatural, and this is why I don't think it will work. I mean, of course, the the, the concept itself, at some point, 200 years from now, 
maybe will be a very cool entertainment thing, you know, mm -hmm. you'll have the capability of, I don't know, doing interesting things. Uh, but we are very, very far from that point. Technologically, uh, it, it, for, for, no, it's a, it's, my bet is that in five years from now, nobody will remember what the metaverse will be, you know, mm -hmm. every project will fail. I mean, I, I, so Zuckerberg is actually wasting his money now. Ah, Zuckerberg has big problems, you know. Facebook is dying, you know. Facebook mm. is dying. He needed a uh, another strategy to to. Uh, and I, I I think that he believes in this strategy, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, he will he will fail. Um, sometimes I'm thinking that maybe they're looking for new ways to sell us more advertising. This is what worries me. Of course, this is this, this is what he's trying to do. But this is I they, think this is and obvious. The, and you know, they sell you, you the whole thing yeah. with all the PR bullshit. That yeah. oh my god, it's gonna be. And like uh, no, it's it's super stupid. Okay. The the whole thing. <laughs> okay, going back to your story. So in order for you to start sessions, you had to step down as a CEO yeah. and you had to give the the power to someone else. Yeah. How hard was that? Not very hard. No? It was a relief. Yeah? Yeah. Because I wanted to do sessions, you know. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, attached anymore to, yeah. to nothing, basically, you know. I, want, I have my objectives, I want to do them. And how did you uh, it, take off the, the control? You know, wanting to control. You know, you you give it to someone, and then they probably the, do stuff the, the, differently. Yeah, 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 totally, totally different. This was the uh, biggest issue: finding somebody, uh, finding somebody in which I have, uh, I would have the trust that he would do his job. I mean, this was this was my objective from day one: to find somebody who has the capabilities to run this without me being involved at all. You know? How long was the process? Did you hire someone internally? Or no, no, no. It was over found? one year. It was super, super complicated because in the same time I was doing session, it was the worst uh, year of my life, you know, mm. because I was trying to build something that I was super excited about. Mm. And in the same time, to I had to, to, to resolve the problem of moving Trancadis forward. Wow. That, it was super complicated, brutal, actually. Do you have some, I think the most of our entrepreneurs in the community will come to that point when they want to do something else and they've built the company to a certain extent. Um, do you have some practical tips about the succession management? Actually, no. I was so bad at it, you know. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was super complicated. Uh, I don't have, really, I don't have any practical <laughs> tips. You didn't learn how to do it better? No. Uh, I think next time I will do it better, a little better. Mm. Uh, you differently? But, uh, Sorry for... No, if, no, no. If, it's, if it's confidential, it's also okay. Oh, it's not but... confidential. It's not confidential, but I don't have any, any uh, uh, well-articulated answers on this because it was super chaotic. Yeah. It was super chaotic because we were in the same... You know, this was happening while trying to articulate the vision for sessions, trying to build the product for, for sessions, doing for my first time for, for my first time uh, for my uh, actually i never pitched vcs before sessions you know yes another big problem you know i've done business 95 percent of my life in romanian you know mm. my and i told you about this you know i, yeah. I i'm still not 
super confident in English. You know, I'm still learning. I, I'm finding out how to how to express myself in English. Uh, and it was a crazy time. You know, I, I I think even I'm not remembering everything. You know, it was so intense. And at the the point I found the person in which I saw, okay, this is the guy. This you know, is the guy. Okay. I gave him full control. You know, he. We had a discuss. I, I pursued him for two months, <laughs> and I remember that he took the decision in a Thursday. You know, a Thursday he was not okay. I mean, but I need full control. Okay. Oh my God. Of course. And the next day, yeah. I saw him, you know, everybody <laughs> okay. said, okay, I move with this. He's so I guess chaos in this kind of setting is actually good because he was exposed to dealing with the whole thing from day it one. It was. It yeah. was. Yeah. And it, he's he's an amazing guy. Amazing guy. Yeah, I hope I, that I was he will be listening. Sorry? <laughs> I hope that he will be listening. Yeah, he knows this. <laughs> I tell him, I think, every one week, you know. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I, it's, it's one of the most... Uh, he has the... Uh, he's in love with this field of e-government, you know. Mm. He wants also, he has a super, super strong desire to fix the... the uh, fix the... Uh, the field, yeah. Yeah, the field. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a super good manager. I'm not a good manager. I, I'm not a good manager. I'm a what, good what, entrepreneur. What, you know? what what are you bad at? Tell me. Management. What is which parts of management? Because today everyone is confusing management with leadership, and you know. I'm a good leader. I'm not okay. a good manager. You know. What makes you bad at management? Tell me. Um, you you seem to be very honest, and this is why I'm asking you these no, tricky no, I questions. I am in general, you know, because <laughs> it's complicated to be otherwise. But maybe uh, your investors will hear you, so be careful. <laughs> I don't care if they trust me. You know. They do. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, I'm. I'm not a the worst manager. You know, I'm a. a I'm okay. Okayish. Okay. But I, I move things forward. You know, but mm. it's chaotic. It's a lot of chaos. Where do you know are your blind spots, or where do you know is the thing that no, you, I need you, in, you're in, not good at? Which I'm. I'm not good at at a lot of things. Yes. I'm not good at a lot of things, but this is my secret. You know, I'm always good at attracting good people. To fill that gaps, you know, mm. and, and this is my thing, you know. I'm not, I, I, I don't have expertise, you know. And I was saying this, I don't have expertise in a lot of, of fields, you know, but I'm good at acquiring people that have good expertise at that field. And this is, this is my basically, this is my secret, you know. Mm. I cannot do nothing by myself. I always build teams. I always build teams. I think this is one of the most important skills, actually, of an entrepreneur. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's. It's. And it's not about you know. Uh, it's not only about uh, teams and, and and employees. It's also about you know the the investors. Um, and although maybe your English is you're not confident in your English, I think you are. You have a certain. I don't know. Let me let me think of how to put it. Um, because you're very honest and you're very open, I think um, people actually trust you and then and they believe that what you're saying is, it is the way that you truly feel about that. Yeah, and it, is. See it And this is, uh, this is seldom. Have you, do you have any kind of hacks of, you know, understanding yourself or kind of like, Coming to the point where you acknowledge your strengths, your deficits. Yeah. Do you practice in, yeah. in any way something? Yeah. I'm uh, I've, uh, implementing something that changed my life, really. Uh, I'm in my 319, 390 consecutive days, you mm -hmm. know. 
of uh, meditation. You know, I meditate every day, every single day. I work out every single day. This is, I, I, I never start working after I get up, you know, never start working. Mm. I have two or three hours in which I'm focused only on myself, you know, okay. and I, I'm like doing meditation. I'm doing a, a journaling, you know, where I, I basically I'm dialoguing with myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm working out every day. I think this is fundamental. This is fundamental to have a clear mind, to, to have a clear perspective on things. Yeah. I'm the only thing I'm, I'm sorry is that I, I started this kind of late, you know, but it's super helpful. How long do you meditate a day? At least 10 minutes. At least 10 minutes. At least 10 but minutes, every but day. every single day, no excuses. How did you learn consistency? Were you a consistent person before? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I was consistent in some fields, but mm-hmm. in others I wasn't, you know. Yeah. Um, I was super consistent in entrepreneurship, you know, mm-hmm. basically since I was 13, I'm doing this every single day, uh, but I was not uh, super careful on me, you know, mm. on, on, and, and after so many years, you know, it, it's getting harder and harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I fixed this with, with all these new things that I'm doing since last year. And I'm did, doing it every single day. Did you day. get to a point when you were, I don't know, maybe checking your health, physical, mentally, where you were thinking, okay, this is not going to go like this anymore? Last year, you know, I had, yes. I was, because I, I, I have a, I had a very interesting way of working. I had periods of extremely high energy, mm-hmm. you know, and periods of extremely low energy, you know, yes. and I, I was okay, you know, this is my way of uh, doing things. Uh, but at some point I realized that I cannot take this. I cannot do this anymore, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, it's dangerous. I was burned out every six months, you know. Uh, and I started to find solutions, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, these were the solutions, you know, yeah, I, I implemented this, this, uh, and I cal- call it the protocol, you know, the protocol, the protocol, every single <laughs> day, it's my religion, you but know, don't you feel guilty when you take time for yourself that you're, there is so much stuff on your backlog, which you have to do because an entrepreneur, nothing, you're... nothing, it's more important than me, nothing, you know, if mm-hmm. I, if I'm not operational, I, I'm not, if I'm not yeah, if I'm not operational as a human being, I cannot do nothing, you know? Sure. Yeah. So no, I zero guilt. No, I'm not having a normal conversation, but that's very interesting because I'm, I'm now at the verge when I'm planning to do the same thing. Super important. <laughs> Super and actually important. block the days in, in my, you know, in my work week where this is dedicated for that. I don't care about work or whatever. Super I'm important. I, I think it's, it's, it's mandatory, mandatory. And the, the, uh, literally my life changed. I told you I quit smoking. This is how I quit smoking with the protocol. You know, I realized that because when you, you are start, when you, you take control of your, of your well-being, you know, you start to see that, okay, I have the f- quality of the food that I'm eating. It's affecting the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. If I'm smoking two packs of cigarettes per day, maybe in five years I will die. You know, you start realizing things. And you start eliminating things from, uh, uh, it's super powerful, mm-hmm. super powerful. You have to do it. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, it's, uh, it's inspirational in a way. <clears throat> so we're actually approaching now the end of our conversation and I'm thinking like, what is the topic that we should finish with? But uh, 
So you have a big ambition for sessions and at some point probably you will develop the next big ambition and... You have... I know what I will do after sessions. <laughs> you already I know, know. I know, I know. Do you have a big vision for your life? Like yeah. if you have, you know, sometimes I imagine myself at 90 looking back at my life and I'm asking myself, what do you want to see there? Uh, yeah, I have. I know. Uh, Would you tell me about it? Yeah, of course. Uh, after I will finish with, I, I have a, uh, you know, besides entrepreneurship, I have very strong curiosities uh, on how, how reality works, you know, mm -hmm. how, how, literally how reality works. And uh, one of my uh, biggest interests, it's in the way, in the nature of information. What is information? How infl information flows in na nature? Mm -hmm. uh, how information builds up in nature? And, and after I will finish with session, also I have already built a framework, you know, it's a theoretical framework on how it, it's called the information build up framework. Uh, wow. And uh, uh, after I, I will finish with sessions, uh, I want to dedicate my the rest of my life uh, formalizing the, this theory. You know, this, this is my scope, and and I think that that will be the most impactful thing I will do in my life. And all the entrepreneur entrepreneurial experience will help me to gather knowledge. You know, mm -hmm. on how to better build this framework. You know, and this is my this is my end goal: formalizing a theory on how information works in nature yeah, this is my this is my biggest this is my biggest goal and this is what uh, uh, this is uh, this is what i will do this is what will i will do well yeah after finishing with sessions uh, it's very abstract but I actually it's it's it, very it, it, it's i'm sorry for using the word he stole it but it's actually the right it's very meta in a way it's meta how no, do it's... you think it's going to improve life on the planet Earth, I would say, I wouldn't say for people, because no. I think uh, when you speak about nature, the... The nature of information? Yeah. It's super powerful, because you will be able to, you know, there are a lot of things uh, that are very hard to model, you know, mm -hmm. including economy, including... Uh, I think it's kind of complicated to explain at this point. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, I think that it will have a strong impact in in framing and modeling and measuring things that right now we are calling social things that we cannot measure. You know that are things that uh, yeah. Are you going also in a direction of uh, epigenetics? Uh, also, I think, you know, information, uh, this is another theory, very important, I mean, life, it's information, uh, and epigenetics, it's a super interesting field, but I will not go that, uh, in no, that, uh, that direction. In any case, thank you for sharing. I will it be following, uh, not only sessions, I will be following actually, because I'm very interested in what what you just shared. I have, I will say, I have already, I, I have, have a video my, on my this, I, ha I have a video on this subject. So it, I, I, I did, it to me. yeah, be, be because the the uh, behind sessions, you know, one of the uh, I'm not talking about this because uh, 
I tried at the beginning of sessions to, to explain my framework, you know, and people, oh my God, what, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, so I have a, but the aim, engine behind sessions is driven but the, by this theoretical framework, you know, because fundamentally, uh, I think that one of the biggest problems in business, it's the way information builds up in organizations, you know, mm -hmm. it's a lot of chaos in, 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 in how we build up information in organizations. And this is one of the practical, uh, practical applicabilities of the framework. Uh, and already we have a we have a form of, of this framework. I also have a video. I will send it. Please, yeah, and maybe yeah. we, if it's if if it's okay, we can also somehow connect see. it to yeah. the to the yeah. comments. Yeah. <laughs> but I totally relate to you. When I wanted to name my company the recursive, and I was trying to explain to people why they were like, "Oh, that's too complicated." No yeah. one in the team wanted it. <laughs> yeah. I have, uh, but I have affinity for abstract ideas. I would be very curious to. Cool. To I will send. Super. Rado, that was a very cool conversation. Same here. Thank you. It was a pleasure. <laughs> so for the first podcast that you had and for In the English, vision yeah. that you have, I think uh, at, one, at some point it's going to be very, very valuable yeah. that we had this conversation Super. here. I'm very optimistic about your future. Thank you very much. Thank Next on the Recursive Podcast, we meet with scientist and entrepreneur Petr Tsankov, co-founder of AI company LatticeFlow. Yeah. So, Ethical aspects, I think, I mean, there's, a, of course, a lot of talking about safety, bias of the models, mm -hmm. and there's some extreme uses of AI, which I think should be regulated and they will be. So here we're talking about, for example, mass surveillance of individuals with AI, mm -hmm. because it's just a very, a very powerful technology. So you could literally just track people and, you know, compute all kinds of, uh, all kinds of social scores, mm -hmm. you know, that sound really, really scary. If you have this and just AI can, would, can enable you to implement this, like for real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you are just as passionate about innovation as we are, hit subscribe for the Recursive Podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. We're everywhere.